These are uncertain times, but Munson Savings Bank continues to grow and evolve, most recently by opening a new loan and operations center in Wilbraham and a new branch in East Longmeadow scheduled to open later this summer. At Munson Savings Bank, we believe in going above and beyond to create solutions for people, businesses, and our community. Hello. And welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local, and brought to you by Munson Savings Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast brought to you by Business West in partnership with Living Local, sponsored today by Munson Savings Bank. We've, we've got a great show today. We have uh, Paul Kozib. Uh, he is the founder and president of V1 Vodka. But just as important, uh, he is one of the five finalists for an award we created here at Business West called our Alumni Achievement Award. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, most of you know we, we run a program called 40 Under 40. We recognize uh, up-and-coming stars in the region, those who are under the age of 40. A few years ago, we created a new award. Uh, we called it then the Continued Excellence Award to recognize uh, a 40 under 40 alum, if you will, who has gone on to embellish their resume and, and, and do even more great things than they were doing before. We changed the name to Alumni Achievement. Uh, we think that sounds a little better, tells a little bit more about what it is. And we have five finalists this year. We're going to be introducing them in the podcast over the next several weeks. And uh, this year, our finalist is Paul Kozib. I, Paul, a deal statement, uh, someone who needs no introduction. Uh, I'm not sure if that qualifies with you, but for most people, you don't need an introduction. You started your own vodka label, and it has been going on 15 years now. And you've uh, continued to write new chapters in that story. Um, we want to talk a lot about that uh, today. First of all, welcome. How are you? Hey, George. Thanks so much. It's an honor to talk to you. Uh, I, um, you know, Business West has supported me and V1 for since almost since the beginning. And uh, as a matter of fact, you were you guys were there with me, and you you called me on one of my darkest days in my life when um uh, back in '16, I found out I needed uh, open heart surgery. It was kind of shocked because I was completely healthy. And I got home from the hospital uh, from visiting the doctor saying I needed the surgery in May. And um, you had told me that I was the uh, entrepreneur of the year for 2016. So that meant a lot to me back then. So Business West has been you know, integral part of my story. And I appreciate being on the um, podcast with you today. Oh, we're happy to have you. It's been a great story. Like I said, I was there Oh, like I said, 15 years ago, back then you had, had just gotten started. I think you had uh, one vehicle and uh, you were making most of the deliveries yourself. For those who don't know the story, can you just tell it very quickly how you got off the ground? And then we, I want to talk a, a lot about how you've taken the vodka label well beyond Western Massachusetts and, and into different areas. But then I also want to talk about entrepreneurship and, and what it takes to succeed, and not just in your field, but in all fields. But start with the story. For those who don't know it, it's a, it's a very intriguing story. Thank you. Um, yeah, it goes back to September. So this um, September 1st will actually be exactly 15 years since I sold my first bottle. But if you back up two pre, uh, years previous to that, I was in Alaska 
on a fishing trip with my brother and uh, had found out my 90-year-old Polish grandfather had passed away. And we were so far in the woods, I couldn't even come back in time for his funeral. And we were very close. And so when I got back, you know, I was pretty upset. I just bought my first house. I was in it all by myself. And um, I was thinking about my grandfather and his stories about uh, making moonshine during prohibition and my dad who passed away you know before him um, who was a, a a very successful western mass entrepreneur and um, I found out that my grandfather left, left me six thousand six hundred and something dollars and I said you know this uh, banking job is not fulfilling in my life I'm 28 years old uh, I want to do something I'm and I, I, I had a passion for for brewing and distillation and uh, so literally, I went into my basement in that fall, winter of 2013, started uh, distilling. Um, then that summer of 2014, I, I flew to Poland to meet with some vodka experts. And um, then it took about another year. And September 1st of 2005, I launched V1 Vodka here in Western Mass. Like you said, one van, one person uh, going up and down, you know, Memorial Drive, Route 9, uh, all, all the stores around here, and uh, now 15 years later, here we are in, in 10 states. Now, you're not uh, the only one who's had this dream of starting a vodka label. As a matter of fact, uh, it's hardly unique at all. You want to kind of tell us the numbers? I was shocked when you when you told me how many different people yeah, launched Yeah, it's funny. You know, I kind of wish you were on a, a video because I would turn my camera around. I'm here in the V1 headquarters and um and hadley and i i have a nice supply uh, some it almost looks like a graveyard of other vodkas that have come and gone in the last 15 years i probably have a few hundred here but um you know when i started in um you know my journey there was i think less than 100 distilleries um in the united states and um and uh today there's over you know thousands a couple thousand at least you know there's over a thousand vodka brands on the market in the united states but also in poland there's been uh the trend actually the opposite where there used to be hundreds or thousands of small distilleries and everything has merged and now there's only a handful so i know we'll get we'll get into that later but i was one of the first people since 1960 to build uh, a distillery there and kind of this reemergence of craft distillation in poland is a something that's that's happening but yeah there's thousands of brands and you know I, I could name 20 just off the top of my head that entered the western mass market and uh, aren't around anymore and as a matter of fact uh, the study goes that 97 out of 100 vodkas will fail within the first three years so talk about the progression how you've taken the label from western massachusetts uh, now well beyond it you're in a number of uh, eastern states, and I think you're trying to take the, the label beyond this area. Kind of talk about your geographic expansion, if you will. Yeah, I would say, George, it's been one of the most challenging um, aspects of my business is, you know, we, we Western Mass has been great. The Big E, you know, uh, the large liquor stores around here have supported me, and, and you know, through you know publications like Business West to get get the word out, what we're doing, why we're different. But when you want to scale that up, you know, my competitors, a big vodka brand will easily spend $20, $25 million a year on a national marketing uh, program for, for one year. So it's, it's very expensive to 
when you're trying to tell that message, you know, in Minnesota or uh, New Jersey or, or other places where, you know, there's a lot of things going on, I'm no longer the local guy. But, um, you know, we grew from, you know, Western Mass to Massachusetts in the first couple of years. And, 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 and then um, we tried Rhode Island, we tried Connecticut, we were in, we're out, now we're back in. Um, but really, uh, for me, it was more about ensuring my production, you know, um, and my new packaging. And that's, that's probably a, a week long podcast. I could talk about my new bottle and <laughs> the troubles and the uh, turmoil we have with that and the difficulty of creating something new glass and new shapes and molds and all these things that you just kind of learn um, trial by fire. But, um, you know, I wasn't ready necessarily to grow the brand because we were renting equipment in Poland for the first uh, 13 and a half, 14 years. And um, we had great producers, but over time they got, one got a lot larger, another, you know, um, at times would not send me product when we needed it. So I think for me mentally, I wasn't ready to grow to a, a larger brand because I didn't necessarily trust my production and I didn't have the five or $10 million to build my own distillery. Um, so that kind of held me back in some ways. And then in 2017, 18, um, you know, the production issues got even more difficult in Poland and that really drove me to say, okay, it's time for me to um, sell a minority share of the business and raise some money and build my own distillery. So I spent quite a, a long time looking for locations and, um, you know, until I found the one. Interesting. This is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local, sponsored today by Munson Savings Bank. We're talking with Paul Kozib. He's the founder and president of V1 Vodka. And as I mentioned, one of the finalists for Business West coveted, as in coveted Alumni Achievement Award. Paul, talk about how difficult it is to, to break through in some of these markets. Uh, you can't just walk up to bars and restaurants and, and package stores and say, hey, I've got a great new vodka label. Can I get on your shelves? Uh, talk about how, how difficult that is and just what the process is like. Yeah, like I said, there's over a thousand brands and um, each one is trying to tell a story and, and many of them are owned by some of the biggest companies in the world, the, the Diageo, Pinot Ricard, Constellation. You know, these companies wield a lot of power and they have other brands that go along with that. So if you want their, you know, top selling Merlot, they're going to make you take, you know, their vodka. So and the, the other thing too, is if you manufacture a pen, you can go and sell that pen anywhere in the country. And the, the laws are, the restrictions are, are very limited. Alcohol is a drug. It's every state is different. And I was actually telling my friend the other day that what I've learned in the last six months, I think is equal to the last 14 and a half years uh, because we are entering new States and new markets and um, just the, the amount of paperwork to go to, let's say in Ohio, Ohio is like um, New Hampshire where it's a control state, which means it's run by the, um, the state government. So there's, there's many levels, there's many layers when you're talking alcohol distribution and I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, with my new um, addition of the, the two new people that join my, my business 
in January. Uh, one is a um, top-level executive. He was a top-level executive with Jim Beam. And so this has really helped kind of navigate in, in this distribution because literally you go into Connecticut, it might as well be going into Mexico because the laws are so different. Every state has different liquor laws, different restrictions, different pricing, um, different ways of doing business uh, because it is alcohol. How has the, I'm sure the pandemic has impacted business in a lot of different ways. I think, you know, I've read and heard that, um, you know, some of the package stores in this area are actually doing more business than they were before. People are home more. Uh, you're, you're obviously selling more, but it's got to be difficult to break into restaurants and bars. They're, they're mostly closed. How has the pandemic uh, hurt your Desire, yeah, it's, it's, it's really changed the, the landscape of virtually every business that I know and, um, you know, affected so many people's lives. And obviously we, we pray for the people that lost their lives with the virus. Um, but for me, uh, we, we had about half our business bars and restaurants and half our business liquor stores. But even, even more uh, difficult for V1 Vodka which I didn't know until I looked back um, the beginning half of the year. So say January through June, 70% of our business was bars and restaurants. So we're talking March, April, May. You now I lost upwards of 70% of my uh, revenue and um, you know, it's money you'll never get back. You know, the, 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 the bars in Holyoke that had all the St. Patrick's day uh, events canceled. I mean, the, a lot of them rely on that to survive the year. And so it was very difficult and it was very, um, you know, and, and then with liquor stores being open, it was like, you know, I was and my team was essential personnel. So we'd still have to be out there every day servicing the liquor stores. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't take a day off from March 16th when they announced the uh, COVID restrictions until you know, until today that um, we got to keep going. And, but, but in our business, we call it on-premise, off-premise. So off-premise are liquor stores and um, on-premise are bars and restaurants. And off-premise has obviously been doing great because people don't have as many places to go and drink. So they're drinking at home. So there's a whole shift for, you know, I did a bunch of videos with home mixology and, you know, how to make drinks at home and glasses and, ways to, to make a drink, to mix a drink, ingredients. So, you know, to to be around for this a lot of time, you know, with or without the pandemic, you have to learn how to adapt and, and to um, to meet the needs of the, the current economy. But it's, you know, my heart goes out to that, that bar owner who, you know, is there in the morning and leaves at two in the morning. And um, that, uh, you know, his business has been closed. All these legions do very well with a couple of the local legions. I mean, one of our top customers, uh, the Young Men's Club in Hadley or the Hadley Legion, or you know, many, many of these other bars, they still haven't opened. And so, um, you know, I don't know how they're going to survive, you know, the, 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 what they're predicting from the National Restaurant Association or the Massachusetts Restaurant Association, especially as the weather gets colder. Um, and then people won't be able to, to eat outside as much as they are now. It's, it's going to be very difficult. So it's a very challenging time for everybody. Um, 
This is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local, sponsored today by Munson Savings Bank. We are talking with Paul Koza, the founder and owner of V1 Vodka, one of our finalists for the Business West AAA Award. Paul, you've already got a couple pieces of hardware for Business West. You've got our 40 under 40 award, and as you mentioned at the top, you've got our top entrepreneur award. Uh, Talk about just the life of an entrepreneur. Uh, A lot of people think it's I don't think easy. That's not a word to come to mind. I think it's kind of glamorous. It's something that they always wanted to do, something they've aspired to, but it's tough every single day. You want to kind of talk about what your 15-year journey has been like? Yeah, well, I often say that my um, my worst day at V1 is better than my best day when I was a banker. Uh, and, you know, it I grew up in an entrepreneurial household with my father when he started his manufacturing business in Indian Orchard when I was four. And by the time I got to high school, um, he had started when I was four with uh, just by himself, one employee, you know, the next month. And then by the time I got to high school, he had over 150. So I got to see that, you know, firsthand and how hard he worked, you know, the 10, 12, 14, 17 hour days. And, you know, never kind of being off. Um, so, but it's it's my passion. And it's, you know, being an entrepreneur, for me, one of the um, things that I think about, it's uh, equal parts tremendous confidence and equal parts f- fear of failure. You know, every, every day I, I fear that, you know, something isn't going to work or we're not going to be around in the next quarter or next year. And that's what drives me to kind of, make sure that the liquid inside every bottle of one is, you know, world class and that everything we're doing is uh, in a smart way and not spending too much money on um, things that we don't necessarily need. But I'm also confident again, because when you taste it, tasting is believing, um, you know, whether it's our original or cucumber or berry, grapefruit, you know, all these are, are touch, top-notch flavors. You know, we won the biggest vodka tasting in the world in 2010. We won 95 points superb from wine enthusiasts. We won several other gold medals. So, you know, that we've confirmed that V1 is one of the top vodkas in the world. So that gives you the confidence to go to these new states and uh, tasting and believing. So we get we, um, we get, have a lot of new um, exposure with our two new partners and uh, I often get emails or messages on social media. Where can we get a bottle? Is it as good as this vodka or that vodka? Well, buy a bottle, bring it home, taste it against what you have there. And um, nine times out of 10, well, the feedback would be, yeah, V1 is cleaner. It's better. And, um, but the, but, but the, as far as the life of an entrepreneur, you're never off. You're always on. And even when I'm on vacation, which is a lot less than, when I used to be in my previous position, um, I'm always bringing bottles to take pictures, whether it's on a beach or thinking about drinks. And, you know, I'm still involved in all aspects of our social media. And so um, having a lot of content for that. And when I'm in Poland, when I can fly to Poland, unlike now, um, the okay. things that, uh, that go on there and uh, as far as telling the story and the storytelling – um, yeah, it never ends. Not to make this sound like a job interview, but where do you want to be in five years? 
Well, I'm pretty confident um, once this virus is up, we will be uh, in all 50 states um, in the U.S. We actually have pretty significant distribution in this year in Poland uh, through my partner there. Um, I own 51% of our distillery there, and my partner, Andre Ballas, uh, has done a great job in getting uh, V1 in a number of cities in Poland. So I think, you know, expanding our distribution to Europe, uh, Germany, and some of the surrounding um, countries uh, to have V1 be a national brand. And, um, you know, I have a case number where we'd like to be in three to five years. That's about 50% bigger than what we are now. So um, just continue being innovative. I have a new flavor that I haven't announced that's coming out for the this Christmas and that's been one of the toughest things for me is not going to Poland and working on uh, innovative vodka things that, that we want to do in the future um, that uh, we, we grew uh, five tons of spelt in Hadley this year and it was just harvested and we're going to be shipping that over to Poland for a special edition of V1. Um, so, so do some things like that. And uh, I have the one that's aging in a barrel. It's been in a barrel for 13 years. So almost like a, a, a whiskey type of product. So increased distribution to the entire U.S. and um, some select European countries and, and in, in increasing our case amount at, at least, you know, 25 to 50 times of what we're at now. Okay. Well, good luck with all that. Uh, knowing you as I do, I don't think there's a goal that you can set that, that you can't eventually reach. Uh, <laughs> great story. Good luck to you again with that. And, and thanks for being our guest today. Oh, my pleasure, George. Thanks for everything Business West has done throughout the years. All right. Thank you again. And thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to join us next time for another episode of Business Talk presented in partnership with Living Local, sponsored today by Munson Savings Bank.